a hunger that transcends mere mortal desires. It is an insatiable longing that courses through the veins like liquid fire. This appetite is ancient, a force that stirs beneath the surface, elusive in its origin. It awakens with the fall of twilight, as darkness stretches its sinewy fingers across the land. This thirst is a relentless shadow, an ache that echoes through the ages. It craves the elixir of life, a crimson nectar that pulses with vitality. The hunger is a symphony of need, a melody that quickens the heart and sharpens the senses. It is the dark secret of immortality, the price paid for eternal existence. The hunger remains an enigma, a riddle that binds the immortal to the mortal. It is a dance with the forbidden, a ravenous longing that whispers through the night, a reminder of the darkness that dwells within, waiting for the next crimson kiss of life to sate its eternal thirst. Welcome to Freaky Folklore the podcast where we discover horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we are discussing The Vampire, a long-awaited episode, saved for this especially spooky month. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com, such as Destination Terror. You can listen to a new episode every week as I take you to horrifying destinations, both real and mythical. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully the more monsters we can explore. You can now find Freaky Folklore videos on YouTube as well. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing... June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more light-hearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In the early 18th century, during a time when Europe was alive with intrigue, dark legends, and whispers of the supernatural, a man named Kale was about to find himself entangled in a fate, both alluring and terrifying. Kale was a young artist of unparalleled talent, his skill with the brush capturing the essence of life in vivid detail. He was known throughout his village for his brilliant portraits, each one a masterpiece that revealed the souls of those he painted. His artistry drew the admiration of those who sought to immortalize their own beauty, and among them was the captivating Countess Alara. Countess Alara was a woman of unparalleled beauty, but her obsession with eternal youth led her down a dark path. She had long been rumored to be a practitioner of the forbidden arts, a woman who would stop at nothing to preserve her allure. She summoned Kale to her grand castle on the outskirts of their village, where she promised him riches beyond his wildest dreams in exchange for painting a portrait that would capture her youth for all time. Kale's artistic genius shone as he painted the Countess bringing her beauty to life on the canvas. But as he worked, he could not help but notice the Countess's peculiar behaviors. She seemed to never leave the castle during the light of day, and he never saw her eat. As days turned into weeks, he became increasingly suspicious of her true nature. One moonlit night, as Kale put the finishing touches on the portrait, he witnessed a sight that would haunt his dreams for eternity. The Countess unaware that Kel was watching, in a fit of insatiable hunger, turned her attention to a young servant girl. With a flash of fangs, she drained the girl's life force, leaving her pale and lifeless. Terrified and knowing he was in grave danger, if she knew that he had discovered her secret, Kel turned to leave, but in his haste, he knocked over a vase from a table and it shattered on the floor. The Countess whirled around, her mouth dripping with blood, and hissed. Enraged and unwilling to allow him to escape, she used her supernatural powers to subdue him. With a sinister smile, she made Kale an offer he couldn't refuse. She offered him immortality, the gift of eternal youth, and the power to create art for all time. Or she would take his life to keep her secret. Desperate to escape the castle and the clutches of the vampires, Kale agreed to her dark pact, knowing he would forever be bound to her and her insatiable desires. The Countess turned him into a vampire, marking his transformation with a painful but intoxicating bite. For years, Kale served the Countess,
creating artwork to immortalize her stolen beauty. He remained trapped in the castle, unable to escape, and haunted by the bloodthirsty nature of his new existence. The Countess was his captor, and the centuries passed with Kell's resentment festering in the shadows. Eventually, the castle fell into disrepair as it became harder for the Countess to feed, and her power waned. The once thriving village had been abandoned, as mysterious deaths had terrified the locals. Kale, consumed not only by his own hunger, but a yearning for freedom, and released from the Countess's grip, plotted his escape. He uncovered an old forgotten tomb hidden deep beneath the castle, a tomb where he hoped to trap the Countess and finally break free from her. In a daring act of betrayal, he lured the Countess into the tomb under the pretense of creating the most beautiful portrait of her yet. Once inside, he sealed the tomb, leaving the Countess in eternal darkness. Kale, now alone and free from the Countess's influence, roamed the world as an immortal artist, forever bound to the darkness that had once ensnared him. Kale's life as an immortal had been a ceaseless journey across the world, but even the most breathtaking landscapes, masterful artwork, and distant horizons could not quell the overwhelming loneliness that gnawed at him. He missed the warmth of the sun, the feel of its rays on his skin, and the vivid colors of the sky during sunrise and sunset. These simple pleasures were denied to him, and he mourned that he would never again paint the beauty of daylight. There were moments when he contemplated ending his eternal life, seeking a way to escape the relentless darkness that had become his existence. But the thought of what lay beyond death, the enigmatic void of the bowels of hell, that may hold more terrors than the life of a vampire ever had, deterred him from taking such a drastic step. He remained trapped in the shadowy realm between life and death, a captive of his own immortality. One evening, as Mardi Gras festivities filled the streets of New Orleans with music, laughter, and a sea of vibrant masks, Kale wandered through the crowds. His desire for a quick meal led him through the revelry. But in the midst of the festivities, a sound stopped him in his tracks. It was a laughter so infectious, so filled with life, that it captivated his heart. He followed the sound, moving through the crowd until he saw her, a woman whose face shone with joy and innocence. Her name was Hannah. Hannah's smile was a beacon of light in Kel's dark world. He watched her from the shadows, yearning to be a part of her world, to share in her happiness. In that moment, he knew that he had to have her, not as a meal, but as a companion. It had been centuries since he had felt this way, and the feeling both excited and terrified him. Kel couldn't resist the allure of Hannah's laughter, and the determination to have her in his life grew stronger with each passing day. He watched her from the shadows, trying to find the perfect moment to introduce himself. As he watched her go about her daily life, he learned a lot about her, she was a brilliant historian in her early 30s. She taught history at the University of New Orleans. She spent a lot of time in libraries, parks, and coffee shops, seemingly always carrying a book to read. He admired her from afar at first, and was intrigued by the old-world charm that seemed to exude from this modern woman. He loved the way she brushed her long chestnut brown hair behind her ear when she would read. He longed to gaze into her mesmerizing deep green eyes 
that reflected curiosity and wisdom. One evening, during the quieter hours of a post-Mardi Gras celebration, he saw his opportunity. As Hannah strolled along the dimly lit streets, admiring the vibrant masks that remained scattered in the aftermath of the festival, Kel stepped out of the shadows. His voice was smooth, carrying the hint of an accent from a long-forgotten place. Excuse me, miss, but I couldn't help but notice your laughter. It's a melody that can brighten even the darkest night. Startled, Hannah turned toward the source of the voice, her eyes widened with surprise. Kel, with his striking timeless features, had a disarming charm that made her curiosity outweigh her fear. Hannah replied with a smile, Thank you. You have a way with words. I'm Hannah, by the way. Kale introduced himself with a warm smile. I am Kale. A pleasure to make your acquaintance, Hannah. As their connection deepened, the bond between Kale and Hannah grew stronger with each passing day. The once fleeting encounters turned into regular rendezvous, and the enchantment of New Orleans became a backdrop of their blossoming love story. Kale was a maestro of conversation his stories as vivid and enchanting as the finest paintings he had ever created. He spoke of far-off lands, their cultures and histories, and regaled Hannah with tales of times long past. He painted word pictures of European castles, with ivy-covered walls and moonlit forests teeming with ancient secrets. Hannah was entranced by his narratives, each word weaving a tapestry of distant worlds and forgotten eras. Their favorite rendezvous included meeting at the quaint coffee shops scattered across the city. They could sit for hours sipping coffee and losing themselves in each other's company. Kel's wit and wisdom, combined with Hannah's vibrant curiosity, creating a magnetic connection between them. Their evenings often saw them wandering along the serene riverbanks of the Mississippi, the moonlight casting a silvery glow on the rippling waters. Kel's hand gently interlaced with Hannah's as they strolled, and the tranquility of the moment made her feel like she was living in a dream. As the months went by, the intensity of their affection grew, deepening their connection. Kel's old-world charm and romantic gestures had an irresistible allure. He would surprise Hannah with bouquets of red roses, their velvet petals symbolizing the love that had taken root between them. Candlelit dinners in historic French Quarter restaurants became their cherished tradition. It was on one such moonlit night, while standing on a wrought iron balcony of a historic French Quarter building, that Kale felt compelled to share his deepest secret with Hannah. The ambient sounds of the city provided a gentle symphony as they gazed at the starlit sky, the world below alive with the spirit of New Orleans. Kale's voice was filled with emotion as he began, Hannah, there is something I must confess. There is a secret I've been keeping, something that sets me apart from the world you know. Hannah turned her gaze from the night sky to Kale's eyes, her heart pounding with a mixture of curiosity and concern. What is it, Kale? You can tell me anything. Kale hesitated, his voice quivering with the weight of his unspoken truth. I cannot bear to harm you, Hannah for I care for you deeply. I am different, cursed with a condition that keeps me apart from the daylight. I am a creature of the night, a vampire. Hannah's initial shock turned into disbelief. 
her mind grappling with the notion that vampires were more than just mere legend. She searched Kale's eyes for any sign of deception, but saw only vulnerability that touched her heart. Kale, you're joking, right? Vampires are creatures of myth and legend. Kale nodded solemnly, his gaze never wavering. I understand how this may sound, but it's the truth. I have walked this earth for centuries, seeking meaning in an existence shrouded in darkness. But with you, I found a glimmer of light I never thought possible. He told her the story of how he came to be a vampire and how he had escaped his maker. Tears welled up in Hannah's eyes as she looked at Kale, her heart torn between fear and empathy. She reached out and touched his face, her fingers tracing the curves of his immortal features. Kale, I don't know what to think, but your confession changes nothing for me. You've shown me kindness and love, and that's all that matters. Okay, well, call me crazy. I do love you, but show me proof. I want to believe you, but... Kale understood Hannah's request. He had lived for centuries, and he knew that it was a lot to take in at once. He gently took her hand and led her to a nearby alley. As they stood under a dimly lit street lamp, Kale's eyes suddenly transformed into a deep crimson color, and his fangs elongated. Hannah gasped in shock, but Kale quickly reassured her that he had no intention of harming her. Kale's transformation was so surreal that it took some time for Hannah to process it. She had always been curious about the supernatural, but seeing it in person was a lot to take in. Kale patiently held her hand, waiting for her to say something. After a few moments of silence, Hannah finally spoke. I believe you, Kale. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know that I want to be a part of your life. I want to explore this world with you, even if it means facing the unknown. Kale's heart swelled with joy and he pulled her into a tight embrace. For the first time in centuries, Kale felt a sense of hope, a glimmer of light in the darkness that surrounded him. With Hannah by his side, he felt like anything was possible. I have one more question, Hannah said hesitantly. You have taken many meals with me, but I thought that vampires needed blood to live. Kale sighed. He knew this question was coming. He took a deep breath and met her gaze. He knew this was a conversation they needed to have. Hannah, I've lived a very long time, and for much of that time I consumed human blood to sustain myself. That's what vampires do. It's how we survive. Hannah nodded, absorbing his words and trying to understand the weight of his confession. I see, but how did you, I mean, how did you deal with the mortal aspect of it, knowing that you were harming people? Kale looked down for a moment, his expression filled with a mix of guilt and sadness. It was always a struggle, Hannah. I tried to feed discreetly, without causing harm. And I would choose individuals who wouldn't be missed. But it was never easy, and it haunted me. It's a dark side of my existence that I've tried to leave behind since we met. Hannah reached out and took his hand, her touch a comforting anchor in the storm of emotions. Kale, I can't even imagine the choices you had to make and the weight you've carried. But please know that I'm here for you, and I love you. 
We'll find a way to move forward together. Kel squeezed her hand, grateful for her understanding and support. Thank you, Hannah. You've brought light into my life, and I want nothing more than to leave that dark chapter behind me. With that, they shared a reassuring smile, finding strength in their love and their commitment to a brighter future together. Meanwhile, back in Europe, the castle that had imprisoned Countess Alara for so long had been sold and was undergoing renovations. An unfortunate accident during the restoration efforts led to the inadvertent release of the enraged Vampyrus. Her centuries of isolation and burning hatred for Kale had marinated into a thirst for vengeance. Emaciated and starving, the Countess looked very much like a rotted corpse. The men were frozen in terror when she opened her eyes and grabbed her first victim by the throat, pulling him into her stone tomb. Countess Alara, now free from her tomb, displayed a level of cruelty and power that sent shivers through anyone who crossed her path. She violently slaughtered the entire construction crew, leaving a trail of carnage in her wake. Her determination to find Kel and extract her revenge knew no bounds. As she stepped out into the moonlit night, her eyes glinting with malice, Countess Alara knew that her path would eventually lead her to Kel, who was now far away in New Orleans, enchanted by the laughter of a mortal named Hannah. Kale, the vampire, and the vengeful Countess, his maker, were bound for a collision course, and their fates were inextricably linked in a story of darkness, longing, and retribution. Ilara had seen many changes in the world throughout her long life, but the changes that had taken place during her imprisonment were astounding. Travel, communication, banking, and everything that had to do with technology had changed. But Alara had learned during her life to adapt quickly, and the changes were exciting to her. Within the span of a few months, she had learned how to navigate this new world that she had awoken to. She knew that Kel would have grown in strength and skill, so she began to prepare for their inevitable meeting. First, she seduced and turned several of the rich and powerful, offering them immortality in return for wealth. She then turned the young and beautiful men and women she fancied from the streets of London, making her own small army. With power and strength, she planned every detail. She bought a mansion and several businesses in New Orleans, and once everything was settled, she bought her own private jet and a pilot. So it was on a dark fall night that she boarded her plane and followed her keen senses to New Orleans, where she felt the pull of her blood the blood that had mingled with Kel's when she turned him. From his dark resting place, Kel awoke from his long day of slumber with a start. His heightened senses were screaming of danger. He was confused, and at first he thought the danger was immediate, that someone was in the room with him. But then he heard it. It was like a whisper in his mind. It was a voice he hadn't heard in centuries, but could never forget. Kel... My precious child, how I've missed you. The voice was unmistakably that of Countess Alara, Kel's maker. Kel sat upright, his heart racing as he tried to shake off the grogginess of his slumber. His mind was clouded with confusion and fear, 
as he tried to process the implication of Alara's unexpected arrival. As he rose from his bed, Kale's mind raced with a million questions. How had Alara escaped her tomb? What was she doing in New Orleans? And most importantly, what was her intent now that she had found him? Kale's thoughts were interrupted by a knock on his door. He sensed the familiar presence of Hannah on the other side and quickly composed himself before opening the door. Hannah looked at him with concern, sensing that something was amiss. Kale, are you okay? You are more pale than you usually are. Kale took her hand and led her to the balcony, his eyes scanning the darkness below. Hannah, we need to leave now. Alara has found me, and I fear for your safety. Hannah's heart began to race as she looked at Kale, seeing the fear in his eyes. What do we do? Kale looked at her, his voice low and urgent. We need to find a safe place to hide until I can figure out what Alara wants and how to deal with her. As they fled the building, Kel's thoughts raced, his mind filled with memories of Alara. He knew that she was ruthless and cunning, and he had no doubt that she would stop at nothing to exact her revenge. He had been foolish to think that he could escape her grasp forever. Kel led Hannah to a nearby safe house, a hidden refuge that he had prepared just in case of emergencies. They entered the dimly lit room, and Kel quickly closed the door behind them, locking it with a bolt. He turned to Hannah and took her hands, eyes filled with a fierce determination. Hannah, I need you to trust me. We're going to be okay, but we need to be careful. Hannah nodded nervously, her heart pounding with a mixture of fear and excitement. She had never experienced anything like this before, and the adrenaline was a rush, almost intoxicating. Kel, what's going to happen? What does Alara want? Kel sighed, his eyes darkening with a mixture of anger and regret. Alara is my maker, Hannah. She turned me into a vampire centuries ago, and I imprisoned her so that I could have my own freedom. Now, she's after me for revenge. I don't know what she wants, but I know that she won't stop until she gets it. We need to stay hidden until I can figure out a plan. Hannah nodded understanding the gravity of the situation. She knew that the danger was real and that Kel's past had caught up with him. But she also knew that she loved him and would do anything to protect him. For centuries, across cultures and continents, a singular figure has captivated human imagination like no other. It is the embodiment of our darkest fears and most forbidden desires, an icon of eternal life and a creature of the night, the vampire. This enduring legend has been a source of fascination for generations, but what is it about the vampire that has kept us enthralled for so long? Perhaps it's the enigma of immortality that beckons to us, a promise to escape the relentless grip of time. Or maybe it's the power to seduce, to enthrall, and to defy the norms of human mortality. The vampire, a shape-shifting immortal being, embodies our deepest desires and our darkest fears. The vampire is more than a creature of folklore. It's a reflection of the human condition, a metaphor for the unending struggle between life and death, light and darkness. It evolves with us, mirroring the anxieties and desires of each era. 
From ancient Mesopotamia to the pages of Bram Stoker's Dracula, the vampire has continued to evolve, adapting to cultural shifts while retaining its core appeal. And it's not just a creature of legend. It has entered the realms of science, psychology, and even subcultures. Today, in the heart of the modern world, there exist those who claim to be real-life vampires, exploring the boundaries of belief and identity. The vampire, it seems, remains not only a creature of myth and fiction, but a living, evolving legend that still intrigues and captivates us. Join me as I embark on a journey through the ages, unearthing the origins, myths, and mysteries surrounding the vampire. Together we'll explore the allure and the terror, the love and the darkness that have made the vampire an eternal legend, and discover why this enigmatic figure continues to cast its spell on our collective imagination. The origins of the vampire legend are challenging to pinpoint, as similar myths exist in various cultures worldwide. In ancient times, there were stories of blood-drinking demons, restless spirits, and creatures with vampiric attributes. In Mesopotamia, there was the legend of Lilitu, a demon associated with sexual desire and blood-sucking. In ancient Greece, the Lamia was a child-stealing monster that shared some vampiric qualities. The vampire, as we commonly imagine it today, is closely associated with Eastern European folklore, especially in regions like Romania and Hungary. In these traditions, vampires were often depicted as reanimated corpses who rose from their graves at night to feed on the blood of the living. These early vampire myths were deeply rooted in superstition and the fear of the dead. The defining characteristics of the European vampire have evolved over centuries in folklore, literature, and popular culture. But the most well-known characteristics have not changed. Vampires are almost always portrayed as the undead or the reanimated dead. They rise from graves and continue to exist in a state of undeath. One of the most common characteristics of the vampire is their thirst for the blood of the living. The blood-sucking is often the source of their immortality and supernatural powers. Vampires are typically immortal, aging very slowly or not at all. This immortality is often linked to their blood consumption. Along with their immortality comes their immunity to disease and rapid healing when wounded, including injuries that would be fatal to humans. Various but common weaknesses of the vampire include an aversion to sunlight, which can harm or destroy them. They are also often repelled by holy symbols, such as crosses and holy water. Garlic and wooden stakes are considered effective against them. Many European vampire legends include the ability to shapeshift, allowing them to transform into animals like bats, wolves, or mist. This power aids them in evading capture and hunting prey. Vampires are often depicted as having hypnotic or mesmerizing powers that can influence their victims making them more susceptible to the vampire's advances. Until recently, vampires were always depicted as creatures of the night, most active after sunset, and vulnerable during the day. They are often associated with darkness and the moon. Vampires are often portrayed as seductive and alluring figures, capable of using their charm to draw in victims. Many vampire legends include the idea that a vampire can create new vampires by draining a victim's blood and then having the victim consume the vampire's blood. Vampires are often depicted as predators that hunt humans or animals. Their existence is usually centered around the need to feed and the struggle to sustain themselves. 
It's important to note that these characteristics can vary depending on the specific folklore, literature, or adaptation. Different cultures and authors have added their own unique elements to the vampire myth, resulting in a wide range of vampire representation in European folklore and popular culture. Famous European vampires are often drawn from literature, folklore, and popular culture. These characters have left a lasting mark on the perception of vampires in Western society. Here are some of the most famous European vampires. Count Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Created by Irish author Bram Stoker. Count Dracula is perhaps the most iconic vampire figure in literature. The novel Dracula, published in 1897, introduced the world to this seductive and sinister vampire from Transylvania. Dracula is known for his powers of seduction, his ability to transform into a bat, and his insatiable thirst for human blood. Carmilla Carmilla is a female vampire created by Irish writer Joseph Sheridan Le Fonieu. She predates Bram Stoker's Dracula and is featured in the novella Carmilla, published in 1872. Carmilla is a seductive vampire who preys on young women, and the story is considered one of the earliest works of vampire literature with a lesbian subtext. Nosferatu Count Orlok, also known as Nosferatu, is the vampire character in the silent film Nosferatu from 1922, directed by F.W. Murnau. This unauthorized adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula introduced a terrifying and grotesque vampire figure which has since become an enduring symbol of the vampire genre. Lestat de Lioncourt Lestat is a charismatic and complex vampire character created by American author Anne Rice. He is a central figure in the Vampire Chronicles series, which includes Interview with the Vampire and numerous sequels. Lestat is known for his introspection, morality, and passion. Celine Selene, portrayed by Kate Beckinsale, is a vampire character in the Underworld film series. These films feature a war between vampires and werewolves. Selene is a skilled warrior and a death dealer who hunts down werewolves, but becomes embroiled in a larger supernatural conflict. Edward Cullen Edward Cullen is a vampire character from the popular Twilight book series by American author Stephanie Meyer. The character was portrayed by Robert Pattinson in the film adaptations. Edward is a vampire who falls in love with a human, Bella Swan, and the series explores their complicated romance. Blade Blade, created by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan for Marvel Comics, is a half-human, half-vampire superhero who hunts and battles vampires. The character was adapted into a film series, starring Wesley Snipes as the main character. These famous European vampires have played significant roles in shaping the vampire genre and the way we perceive these supernatural beings. They range from seductive and enigmatic figures to the terrifying and monstrous, offering diverse interpretations of the vampire myth. The vampire, an enigmatic figure that has haunted our dreams and desires for centuries. It has taken many forms reflecting the ever-changing shadows of our collective fears and fantasies. As we delve deeper into the timeless mysteries of the vampire, we must remember that, though these legends have captivated us, they are shrouded in darkness, reminding us of the fine line between fascination and terror. The vampire remains an eternal shadow in our consciousness, 
forever lurking on the fringes of our understanding, waiting to draw us into its world of eternal night. The sound of rain pattering on the window made Hannah not want to crawl out of bed and face the evening. She would rather lie here in Kel's arms and listen to the rain. She traced his jawline with her finger as he lay there pretending to sleep. She would have fallen for him even if he hadn't been like a living history book. That was just a bonus. It was more than just fascination or attraction. No, she would die for this man. She had often wondered what it would be like to be a vampire, and even though she thought that maybe someday she would ask him to turn her so that she could spend eternity with him, she knew that would be asking too much. He had told her how he felt when he was turned, and he swore he would never do that to anyone, especially her. Being immortal is a curse, he had told her. The only thing good to have come from it was meeting you after all these years. But Hannah was mortal, and the call of nature finally forced her from bed. The bathroom floor was cold on her bare feet, causing her to shiver. She took care of business, trying to hurry back to bed. But when she returned, Kel was gone. She found him in the kitchen making her breakfast. Or dinner, depending on how you look at it, since she had taken to sleeping during the day with Kel and spending her nights awake with him. You know, you don't have to do that, she said as she wrapped her arms around his waist. Kel smiled and turned around to face her, his arms snaking around her waist in turn. I want to, he said simply, kissing the top of her head. Besides, it's the least I can do after dragging you into this mess. Hannah returned his smile, her heart swelling with affection for this man. What mess? She asked, even though she knew exactly what he meant. Kel's expression grew serious. Alara won't stop until she gets what she wants. We need to be careful, Hannah. I won't let anything happen to you. Hannah nodded, feeling a mixture of fear and excitement. She had never been in a situation like this before, but she knew that she trusted Kale completely. I know, she said softly, leaning into him. I trust you. Hannah ate every bite of the meal he had prepared for her and watched Kale as he sat in thought across from her. What are you thinking about? She asked, genuinely curious. I was thinking that I need to try to find Elara before she finds us first. I need to confront her on my own before she comes for me. If I wait, I will be putting you in danger, he explained. She eyed him doubtfully. Kel, I don't doubt your strength, but she is much older than you, and she's pissed. Are you sure facing her is a good idea? We could relocate, fly to Paris or anywhere, and hide. I could hide for the rest of my life as long as I'm with you. Kel gently picked up her hand and rubbed her fingers before drawing her hand to his mouth and placing a gentle kiss on it. I have to do this. There's no other way. We could run, but she would eventually find us. With that, Kel stood and pulled her into his arms. Listen closely. Don't answer the door while I'm gone. Vampires cannot enter a home unless invited, but still lock the door behind me. There is a case at the bottom of the bedroom closet. If for any reason you need protection, you can find some helpful tools in that case. He hugged her close and kissed her neck. The sound of her heart and the smell of her skin stirred his hunger, but his love for her had always been able to keep that craving in check. I love you, 
he whispered before stepping to the door. I love you too. Hurry back to me, Hannah replied. Hannah was on edge immediately once she was alone. Every bump and creak made her jump. She could hear cars driving past outside, but she dared not look out the windows, even though they were barred. She sat in darkness most of the night, with only a flickering candle for light. It was just enough to read her book. It was hard to focus at first, but eventually, as always, the words ensnared her as she read about the mystery of Kel's homeland during the times when he was young and still human. She had always been fascinated with 18th century Europe, but now she wanted to feel closer to Kale, to understand him better. Hannah jumped when she heard a thump come from somewhere outside the front door. She laid the book down and cautiously approached the door. She quietly peered through the peephole, looking for the source of the sound. She caught movement on the concrete steps of the house. A small white dog, so skinny it must be a stray, was hobbling up the steps. It looked injured. Hannah hesitated, her worry for the injured creature warring with the warnings Kel had given her as he left. But the poor thing, it must have wandered into traffic. She watched as it made it to the top step and plopped down, its breathing obviously labored. Kel would be cross with her for opening the door, but she had to help. Hannah unlocked the door and moved quickly opening the door, and reaching down to gently scoop up the injured animal. But as she turned, she heard a voice and she stopped. Charlie! Miss, please don't take my dog. It was the voice of a child. The voice startled Hannah, and she looked around to see a young girl, no older than eight or nine, standing on the steps of the house. Her eyes were wide with fear and concern as she clutched a worn stuffed animal in her arms. Hannah felt a pang of guilt for almost taking the injured dog without considering its owner. I'm sorry, Hannah said, her voice gentle. I didn't realize this was your dog. He looks hurt, and I wanted to help him. Is he okay? The young girl nodded, her eyes welling up with tears. Charlie's just hurt his paw. We were trying to find someplace warm to stay for the night and he got scared. I'm sorry we bothered you. Hannah crouched down to the girl's eye level, still holding the injured dog. She could see the vulnerability in the child's eyes and felt a sense of empathy. You didn't bother me. I'm glad you came here. Let's take a look at Charlie's paw and see if I can help him, okay? The girl's face brightened with relief and she nodded vigorously. Thank you, miss. My name's Lily, and this is Charlie. She indicated the injured dog in Hannah's arms. Lily followed Hannah as she carried Charlie in the house, and then made sure to lock the door behind them. Once they were in the dimly lit living room, Hannah carefully examined Charlie's injured paw. She noticed a small cut, and while it didn't seem too serious, it was clear that Charlie was in pain. Hannah went to retrieve the first aid kit from the bathroom when she heard a thump and the sound of Charlie yelping in pain. She quickly returned to the living room to find the dog lying still on the floor, covered in blood. And bending over him was Lily. As the girl raised her head, Hannah gasped. The girl's mouth was dripping with blood. She couldn't comprehend it at first, until Lily spoke and the realization made Hannah's blood run cold. 
I was just curious what dog tasted like. I haven't been a vampire long, you know. She said as she stood and took a step toward Hannah. It's kind of gross. Not near as good as eating people. Hannah's heart raced as she confronted the young vampire, Lily, whose mouth was stained with Charlie's blood. Her mind whirled with a mix of emotions, shock, fear, and anger. But most of all, she felt a growing sense of unease, realizing that she had fallen into a carefully crafted trap. As Lily approached, her predatory instincts seemingly intensified, and her eyes took on a darker, more menacing hue. Hannah retreated, stepping backward, her voice trembling as she tried to reason with the child vampire. Lily, there has to be another way. We can't harm others, no matter what we are. I, I thought you were just a lost child. Lily's response was chilling. She grinned, revealing her tiny, sharp fangs, which seemed grotesque in the mouth of a child. Oh, I'm lost, all right. But I found something better than home-cooked meals. Hannah's heart was pounding as she took another step backward, feeling the cold wall of the living room against her back. She could feel her pulse racing, and her body was shaking with fear and anger. She couldn't believe she had fallen for such a trap. And now she was facing a child vampire who was clearly dangerous. Lily continued to advance, her eyes fixed on Hannah's neck as she licked her lips. You smell delicious, she said, her voice low and menacing. I can't wait to taste you. Hannah knew that she had to act fast if she wanted to survive. She remembered Kale's warning about the case in their bedroom closet and quickly formulated a plan. She took a deep breath and then suddenly lunged forward, surprising Lily. With all the strength she could muster, Hannah tackled the young vampire and sent her flying across the room. Lily hit the wall with a thud and for a moment she looked stunned. But then her eyes narrowed and she hissed, burying her fangs once again. She launched herself at Hannah, but the older woman was ready this time. Hannah quickly reached for the case at the bottom of the bedroom closet and her fingers closed around a wooden stake. With a fierce determination, she turned and plunged the stake into Lily's chest piercing her heart. The young vampire let out a piercing scream, and Hannah could feel the weight of her body go limp in her arms. Hannah held Lily's lifeless body for a moment, her heart still pounding with adrenaline and fear. She couldn't believe what had just happened, but she knew that she had no other choice. But still, as she held the cold, lifeless monster, she was looking down into the face of a child, and tears filled her eyes. After a few moments, she carefully laid the young vampire down on the floor, making sure that she was really dead. Then she took a deep breath and called Kale, telling him what had happened. Kale arrived at the house a short while later, and Hannah could see the concern and relief in his eyes as he rushed to her side. He listened as she recounted the events of the evening, and then together they carefully disposed of Lily's body, making sure that no one would find out. As they sat in the living room, exhausted but relieved, Kale put his arm around her shoulders. I'm so sorry, Hannah. I never thought something like this would happen to you. His voice was filled with regret and guilt. 
Hannah leaned into him, feeling the tension slowly release from her body. It's okay, Kel. I'm okay. We handled it together, and that's all that matters. They sat in silence for a few moments, both lost in their thoughts. But then Kel spoke up, his voice low and serious. Hannah, I need you to promise me something. Promise me that you won't take risks like this again. You're important to me, and I can't bear the thought of losing you. Hannah nodded, leaning her head against his chest. I promise, Kale. I won't take risks like that again. I'm sorry for scaring you. Kale wrapped his arms around her, holding her tightly. I love you, Hannah. I'll do whatever it takes to keep you safe. Then his tone changed. Alara knows where we are. This house is no longer safe. We're going to have to leave. I need to send you far away from here until this is all over. That's not going to happen. Hannah began to protest. I'm not leaving your side. But Kale cut her off, his voice firm. It's not up for discussion, Hannah. I need you to be safe, and the only way to do that is to get you out of here. I won't take any more chances with your life. Hannah looked up at him, seeing the determination in his eyes. She knew that he was right, but the thought of being away from him made her heart ache. Okay, she said, her voice barely above a whisper. But I'm not leaving without you. We'll go together. Kale smiled, a small glimmer of relief in his eyes. Okay, we'll go together. But we have to move fast. Alara could be on her way right now, and she may not be alone. Hannah nodded, and together they quickly gathered their belongings and headed out of the house. They knew that they had to move quickly if they wanted to stay alive. But they were too late. While they were loading the car, a black four-door sedan pulled into the drive, blocking their exit. Kale immediately pushed Hannah behind him, shielding her from view. He knew that they were in danger, and he had to act fast if he wanted to protect his love. But he was surprised to see that the person getting out of the car was someone he knew. It was Alara herself, her long black hair shimmering in the moonlight as she approached them. Kel's heart raced as he saw Alara walking toward them. He knew that they were in danger, but he couldn't help feeling a sense of relief, that it was her alone and not her whole coven. He could deal with Alara. He had faced her before. Kale, I see that your plaything is still alive, Alara said, her voice dripping with sarcasm. I was hoping that Lily would take care of your little girlfriend for me, but it seems I'll have to do it myself. Kale stood in front of Hannah, his eyes fixed on Alara's. We're leaving Alara. I will not let any harm come to her. Alara laughed, a cold, calculating sound. You think you can escape me, Kale? You think you can just run away and hide? I'll find you, no matter where you go. She took a step closer, her eyes locked on Hannah. And as for your little girlfriend, I'm going to take care of her right here, right now. Kel could see the hunger in Alara's eyes, and he moved fast. He stepped forward, his hand outstretched. Alara, please. There's no need for this. We can find a way to coexist, to live in peace. But Alara shook her head, her eyes narrowing. No, Kale, 
There can be no peace between us. You know that. The only thing that can exist between us is death. Before Kel could react, Alara launched herself at Hannah, her fangs bared. Kel moved quickly, wrapping his arms around Alara and pulling her away from Hannah. But Alara was strong and she quickly broke free. She turned on Kel, her eyes blazing with anger. You dare touch me? Alara growled. You dare think you can stop me? Kel stood in front of Hannah, his eyes focused on Alara. I won't let you hurt her, Alara. I'll fight you, to death if I have to. Alara laughed, a cruel sound that echoed through the night. You really think you can defeat me, Kel? She took a step closer, her eyes blazing with fury. You forget, I am much older and stronger than you. You are nothing compared to me. Kel didn't flinch, didn't waver. I don't care how old or how strong you are, Alara. I won't let you hurt her. Alara snarled, her fangs bared. Very well, Kel. Let's see what you're made of. With lightning-fast speed, Alara lunged at Kel, her hand outstretched to grab him. Kel dodged to the side, his movements graceful and fluid. He didn't waste any time, taking advantage of the opening to strike Alara with his full strength. Their fight was fierce and brutal, the sound of their bodies slamming against each other echoing through the night. Kel was fast, his moves precise and deadly. Alara was strong, her attacks vicious and unrelenting. They were evenly matched, neither one gaining the upper hand for more than a few seconds at a time. Hannah watched the fight, her heart pounding with fear. She wanted to help Kel, to fight alongside him, but she knew she would only get in the way. So she stood back, watching as the two vampires battled for their lives. Finally, after what felt like hours, Kel managed to get the upper hand. He landed a powerful blow to Olara's stomach, sending her stumbling backwards. Kel didn't waste any time, using the opportunity to grab Hannah's hand and run to their car. He helped her inside before jumping behind the wheel, quickly starting the engine. But before he could put the car into drive, the passenger side window shattered, and Kel watched in horror as Alara grabbed Hannah by the throat. Kel's heart sank as he saw Alara's hands around Hannah's neck, squeezing tighter and tighter. He knew that he had to act fast if he wanted to save her. He quickly reached for his bag and pulled out a small wooden stake, the only weapon that could kill a vampire. Without hesitation, Kel leaped out of the car and charged towards Alara. She was so focused on choking Hannah that she didn't see Kel coming. He plunged the stake into her back, driving it straight through her heart. Alara let out a blood-curdling scream as she fell to the ground, her body convulsing as she turned to ash. Kel quickly ran to Hannah and pulled her out of the car, holding her tightly as she gasped for air. Are you okay? He asked, his voice shaking with emotion. Hannah nodded, tears streaming down her face. Thank you for saving me, Kel. I thought I was going to die. Kel held her tightly, his heart racing with relief and love. I will always protect you, Hannah. 
I will never let anything happen to you. Hannah looked up at him, her eyes filled with love. Kel leaned down and kissed her, his lips soft and gentle against hers. He knew that they had a long road ahead of them, with more dangers and obstacles to face. But as long as they were together, he knew that they could overcome anything. Together they got back in the car and drove off into the night. Their future uncertain, but their love strong and unbreakable. But in the shadows of the night, another set of eyes watched as they drove away. Another had sworn allegiance to Alara. She had created her own faithful coven, and now they were many. Kel and Hannah had no real idea that they would never be safe again. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Destination Terror, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one.